Now entering Nerdist.com. Hello, Mighty Ones. couple quick things. Uh, I'll be in Seattle uh, performing at Laughs Comedy Club February 9th and 10th. Uh, that's in the U District. Uh, I'll also be at Rooster Tea Feathers in Sunnyvale February 2nd through 4th. And uh, if you ever have any uh, withdrawal symptoms from this show, uh, check out Cash Withdrawal also on the Nerdist Network. Thanks for listening. Answering the questions you don't have. Deep conversations in the shallow end. Two men with lots of ideas and less than an hour. Intelligent ish. Cashing in with TJ Miller. Riders on the storm into the silver stone. Into the silver Like an actor on a phone, dog without a bone. Riders on the storm, like an actor with a phone, like a dog donkey. without a phone, with the donkey and the Jeff, do 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 do, donkey and the Jeff, do 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 do, do. Rick Stevens and the cat, Rick Stevens and the cat, we're in the storm. Quiet, quiet, storm, quiet, Rick. Quiet, Rick. Cat's trying to say something. <laughs> We're in the AMC Pacer Storm Chaser. I feel so bad We're for Jeff, in. and I feel bad for, so bad for Rick Stevens. I know. The idea of being a co-host of a DJ sh- a radio morning radio show where you're constantly shushed in case the animal is going to make a noise. <laughs> quiet! Quiet, Jeff! <laughs> Did you see someone dressed up as a Jeff? I uh, brought you the into the for Halloween. Yeah, I did that see awesome. that. I love that. I love those Darn, people. Shout out to the people that dressed. Shout as out to the people that Jeff. did that. Someone dressed as Donkey and the Jeff for Halloween. That's I awesome. do love the you know poor Jeff. Just, Meant a lot to us. Yeah, you know Jeff going. Yeah, I got to go in here again with this donkey. Yeah. All right, I'm just not going to say anything at all. And then they're kind of going. The donkey's being silent. It's just chewing. You know, <laughs> just like. And then uh, Jeff's like. Um, and he's like, I'm just not going to say anything. You know, they're banging on the glass. Jeff, Jeff, say something. Donkey's not talking. Say something, Jeff. They're like, From behind the glass. Jeff, Jeff. And Jeff finally like, well, coming up. Ew. Like, quiet, Jeff, quiet. That was Riders on the. <laughs> Oh, I love it. That's great. Well, we're, we're in a storm right now. We're actually, we're storm chasing. We're still storm chasing. And uh, we're going to try to find the big one. Once we find the big kahuna, we're going to rename it the big mawuna. We're going to try to find the January surprise. That's what they call it. The January surprise. They what? ran out of names. They ran out of people to name the storms after. Now they're just calling it things like January, January surprise. surprise. What would we name uh, Hurricane the if we February found souffle? it? February souffle. February souffle. Well, what would you name it if we had to... Would we name a storm? What about Tarek? <laughs> a cross between Terrence and Derek. <laughs> I think start... Start doing storms that are like Tevin and Benifer. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That combination of names. Yeah. Hindle. It's a combination. Jessabill. Jessabill. Like you go with half Jessabelle. girl, half boy names. Jessabill. Yeah. 
I like that. Benifer. Yeah. Tevin. Bob Alice. Bob Alice. <laughs> Allison Gamansky. Uh, Darren Hydrawater. They're going to run out of names. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of ridiculous. Chartreuse. Yeah. Just Hurricane Chartreuse. <laughs> That's Hurricane Chartreuse. What's our plan when we get into this uh, this storm? We're going straight the to the surprise. eye of the hurricane, and we're going we go to go for a little bit, relax. Again, there's not a vortex. I feel like you think it's more peaceful there's than it is. There's an eye of the hurricane, and there's no vortex that you get whipped into. No, there's no whipping? And we were telling a story. I'm glad we haven't got whipped up into the storm yet. Yeah. I'm glad we have enough sand dollars to hold us down. We've got a whole bag of sand dollars. You know, when this sandstorm clears, that's going to be the only currency people will be taking is sand dollars. It's going to be like Mad Max here, but with sand dollars. Riders on the Jeff. <laughs> um, that's, you know, yeah, yeah, that's, that's from a, they did a parody. And Jeff is talking to the radio station. He's like, guys, why can't it be riders on the donkey? Because the donkey, donkey is used to having people ride him. He's supposed to, why would it be riders on the Jeff? Why do we have to make it that? I don't want people ride me. I don't want people, and they're like, Jeff, listen, nobody wants to see people riding around on a donkey, okay? But you're the sidekick. They love you. Just, it's for charity. Just let some people get on your back and take them up and down the canyon. Riders on the Jeff. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> I don't want to take people up and down the canyon. Well, what are you going to have? Jeff do it? Jeff's the star. Jeff. Oh, uh, man. Look, so, we listen. had some people ride Jeff last yeah, year, and yeah. you know what happened? He was very upset. Jeff the, into the storm. <laughs> riders on the Jeff. Riders on the Jeff. Yeah. If we can make some sort of clip art with that, I think we've got a donkey in the Jeff. My dream is one day for us to have Donkey on the show and just bring a live Donkey in here. Do you, ever, do you know how people, like, when they get cold, they, they climb into a, a horse's body? Do you think that if Donkey and the Jeff died, people would carve out Jeff? They <laughs> 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 wouldn't even crawl into the Donkey. No, they'd, they'd, crawl into Jeff. No, they'd help the Donkey get inside of Jeff. <laughs> if it was a, a plane crash on the way to a remote. Yeah, exactly. And they crashed, everybody yeah, Everybody would be like, we got to cut, cut Jeff open. We got to keep Donkey but warm. Jeff's still alive. I don't care. We're going to cut him we open and keep... put the Donkey inside of him. But the Donkey's, <laughs> the donkey's dead already. It doesn't matter. We might be able to revive him later. Kill Jeff, put the donkey in him. That's our meal ticket. Isn't it donkey and the Jeff? Yeah, donkey and the Jeff. <laughs> Rick Stevens and the cat. That's the original, Rick Stevens and the cat. I know, but I just thought the, the original. Thing. Remember there was a spinoff where it's just donkey? <laughs> they did a whole series where... Where the Jeff wasn't there. I think, just, yeah. Donkey did his own <laughs> afternoon show. Yeah, that was it. It was that mostly was silence and the this, this chewing of cud. But people love it. I mean, that's what's so infuriating, I think, to the Jeff, is that this donkey, the, he's just a dork. Well, it's masses. that time of year, by the way. I love radio stuff where they do this kind of thing. I just started a radio station. They're already doing their countdowns, and they're like, the first 500 songs of all time on KRQR, The Rucker. You know, that kind of thing? Yeah. And it was like, why Why aren't you always playing the best 500 songs of all time? Like, why do we got to wait? Why do we got to wait till the 
December to hear like wait how far out of that mix are you going like why can't we always just hear the best songs? Five hundred like, is so why are we many. Doing also, this now I know it's not like twelve. It's twelve days of Christmas. We're gonna have the top twelve Christmas songs of all time. Yeah. top five hundred Christmas songs over the course of the next two and a half weeks. Yeah, what have we been wasting my time for? We're gonna start with number five hundred and make our way down to four hundred and twenty-five. <laughs> The best rock in December. Yeah, why not year-round? Let's just do that the whole time. I know. We're rocking around the Christmas tree, you know. Well, listen, I just had that quick story. I got to tell you the story about... Uh, let's do one. It's really coming down. I know. It's really coming down out there. In fact, I feel like one of the windshield... I, the windshield is made out of... It's coming um, down even harder. Yeah, it's really coming down right now. Yeah. Yeah. I can really... Now it's... Wow. Ha- I mean, it's hailing. I feel like it's really... Wow. Oh, my God. This is... Wow. Oh, it's <laughs> really... Tell the Jeff I love... <laughs> The donkey? No, the Jeff! <laughs> Cut him open and climb inside him! They did it with Rick Stevens. That's how he died. Killed him open up. We don't get inside the Jeff, the party dies! <laughs> no. We don't get inside the Jeff, the donkey dies here. <laughs> so, okay, so let's do one. Uh, it's a segment we like to start the show with. We like to call it the Triple, triple Banger, banger lightning, lightning Round. round. Oh. Triple Banger oh. Lightning Round. Um, oh, this God, is, I, really I just thought, I, you know, end. I loved your last tour. I, I, I did a couple of shows on it, the Meticulously Ridiculous Tour. Did it take you a while to come up We'd with that title? I've been thinking about it for a long time. Because I, I came up with some other tour titles. I wanted to I'd try I'd love to, to hear them, yeah. Too. Okay. How about the, uh, uh, the Yonderland Express? I like that one. Okay. I, yeah. That uh, the more. I Prefer His Old Stuff Better Tour? Yeah, that's uh, Kyle Kinane actually has oh, he a did special that? that is I like his old stuff better. Yeah. Oh my god! So I just I really didn't know that. That's okay. I mean, everyone's really upset about it. Um, the <laughs> the I liked you better than the headliner feature tour. That I feel like is something that we could do together. Yeah. yeah no, that's not true. <laughs> the so. uh, the uh, racist street jokes tour. Uh, that'd be for a bunch of wops and dagos. <laughs> the final tour. Until next year. I like that. Or when hell freezes over and then freezes. Wait, when hell freezes over and then unfreezes and we do a tour tour. Yeah, that's that. They did. The Eagles did that. Yeah, didn't the they? Eagles. I went to that hell freezes over tour. Did you really? Yeah. Uh, the late checkout tour. I, I, that's. I hate the, the late checkout makes me so angry. Why? Because they always, they always say the same thing. They always say the same thing with the late checkout. What? That was like, uh, you can call in the morning and see if the morning person can give you a late check. What the fuck am I calling you? That's the whole point. The whole fucking point. If you wake up around uh, seven, you can ask yeah, you can if you up. need a late check. Uh, yeah, I want to wait. Not only you set, I, I'm going to set up, can I have a wake up call to have an argument with the front desk? Yeah. Yeah, that's what you're yeah, saying. That's basically what I'm do, doing. Yeah. I actually am not going to sleep all night worrying about this dispute I'm about to have. You know? It's, yeah, and I don't understand why what they... The, what the uh, fuck is 11 o'clock? It's 3 in the morning I'm checking in. I'm getting 8 hours. I You're not going to give me an extra hour? They'll say, hey, uh, yeah, I'm, you got to be out of here by you know noon. And you go, well, could I have a late checkout? They're like, hold on, let me check. Dear Sharon? Yeah, he wants a late... Che- what? He wants a late checkout. What? Oh, really? All right. Yeah, I'll be... Oh, are you going tonight? Okay. Right. Yeah, we can do a twelve fifteen. You know, twelve fifteen or twelve thirty is what she's saying. Yeah, um, it's just it's ridiculous. And it, it's, just give me a late checkout. Just let me leave it too. Yeah. And I think you should be able to say, "I'll tell you what, let me leave it too. I'll really clean up." 
Yeah, because I do do that. Yeah. I, I sort of I clean. No, up I'll leave it extra clean. They're not going to have any problems with me. That's what I always do. That's a great they idea. Have to strip the bed sleep. because gonna, there's blood all over. I'm going to sleep in the bathtub. Let's make that deal. Yeah. I'd rather sleep in the bathtub and, and, get, and leave it too yeah. than sleep in your ridiculous bed and have to leave at 11 a.m. at the crack of dawn, which is the crack of dawn. It's three in the fucking morning and I'm checking in right this now. Is, yeah. How much time am I buying here? Why don't I sleep on your fucking couch? <laughs> this is you. you. Fucking asshole. This is you. you know what I'm check out. I don't need your fucking bed. Yeah, you know, what I'm, start- you know what I'm starting to do? Your fucking bed. I'll sleep in the tub. You know what I'm starting to do? When I, this is a practical living in the modern age. I'm starting, when I check into uh, uh, for my flight now and I want... To make a change, uh, I'll. I'll uh, in oh, an nice. inefficient oh. and yeah. out of date way, we bring you practical living in the modern you age. You should do this. It's worked. I know it sounds really far fetched, but I've done it twice and it's worked. Okay? Before the person speaks at the desk when you're checking in for your flight, you go, hey, you don't have to raise your voice. Okay? We can talk about this like adults. You get them on the defensive, they haven't said anything yet. Right, <laughs> and then you ask for a change to the flight. Right, then you ask for your so flight change. Before they even right? say anything, you, hey. you know, and you say it loudly because you want the other people around them. And both times they were like, "Well, I didn't even say anything." Like, hey, I don't, wanna, I don't want this to get combative. You don't have to raise your voice with me. I'm just asking if we can change my flight without that two hundred dollar fee. And both times it worked because right? because they got very defensive. Listen, I'm not here to. To do this, so, you know, you get real like the, yeah. it really is. You yeah. really have been yeah. able to like <laughs> the late, okay. So the late check. Here's the other thing at the hotel: you check in. And I know we may have mentioned this before, but now uh, my new technique for getting the best hotel room is you start your little speech with, uh, you know, last time I was. It's great to be back. You know, sir, it's great to be back here at the hotel. It's uh, last time I was here, they were uh, doing some construction. They had uh, just redone a couple of rooms. Could I get, get one of those? Because they were always just did a room. So you're always going to get a better room that way. Nice. Yeah. And then, of course, I've mentioned this before. You always say, my wife's coming in later. It's our anniversary. And could you give me a room that I didn't know she was coming? Can you give me a room that might make me look like a good guy? Yeah, you want to and do that, that always which works. is a really good guy a good thing guy. to do. Yeah. yeah. And either way, if it's a girl, well, she wants make... to help you. I just want to look like I really was thinking about this because I didn't even know she was coming. It works. You get a good room that way. Those are good. Yeah, those and are can good I have things. a fucking late checkout? God damn it. Don't raise your voice with me. Hey, yeah. hey, you, can we just get this late checkout figured out without you screaming at me? <laughs> but no, I wanted to tell the story about the Critics' Choice. It was very stressful. It was 48 hours. I'm sure it was incredibly stressful for you. You were doing Yeah, it's a lot. Work. Live television it's is a lot. A lot. Don't you, you were, think? I mean, I, you were I, there. You were backstage. Yeah, I was backstage. Around. But you were like, it was like 48 hours of... Of you being there and dancing and doing all this belly, belly whistling, you, whistling, belly whistling, and doing, trying cash. to direct I mean, different things, like, getting shot out of cannons, all this stuff. If you didn't have your belly button screwed on, you'd lose it. I swear. Look, to God. It was amazing the energy you had there, and I was even exhausted just being a part of it in the, in the tiny way that I was. It was exhausting, right? And so you're really relaxed, you're relieved when it's over, and you're like, finally, I get to party. And I'd been traveling before that for about eight straight days. And so a lot of different cities. I went Cincinnati, Seattle, Chicago. You were on a plane almost being, every single day. Uh, Las Vegas. Saying, right? uh, then I did the show where the person uh, threatened to kill me with the snake hat. And and uh, that took a lot out of me. I'll be honest with you. It did. And, uh, yeah, I, took, I imagine his son is having a smaller yeah. hat with the tinier yeah, yeah. baby took, snake hat. It took a lot out of me. And um, in any event, I was exhausted after. I was like, finally, I'm going to get to relax when the show ends. I'll be happy when it's, you know, it all went well. It went great. I was ready to celebrate. April's all dressed up. She came out. 
And it was obvious she was hammered. Okay. She was very I mean, drunk. She was hammered. And not the kind of hammered where like, oh, this is going to be really fun. The kind of hammered, because she doesn't drink that often to that extent. She usually just like has one and is kind of tipsy and it's fun. She's hammered like, oh, God, she's going to, this is going to be a real problem. Like, like because I'm going to have to keep an eye on her. I mean, you know. And yeah, because, you kept sort of not well, apologizing. But well, here's what I was apologizing like, for. I knew she was going to throw up on someone. So that's the funny part of the story. Like, you kept going, like, you, you don't need to say apologize for April. She should be allowed to party. I was, and I was wasted, too. But I was like, I'm not apologizing for April. I'm apologizing for the fact that if you sit too close to her, she may, she's a ticking time bomb. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> I was just, like, very concerned. She, everyone's dressed very nicely, obviously. And I'm just worried she was going to throw up on someone. And then I, we went out into the party, and she kept just wandering away. And it's a big party, and I know that she's completely not going to be coherent for a long period of time. And I didn't—I did, I felt like I had to keep my eye on her. It was like having a, uh, well, a stray dog that was just going to run away. That's a bad analogy. Well, but, you really, you, uh, but you, she, but she was. <laughs> just, your wife is a stray dog. No, That's but not she just—I could not—I could not keep an eye on her. She was just running away. I couldn't keep it on. So I couldn't have a conversation with anyone without wondering if she had wandered off because uh, I didn't know if I'd ever find her again because she also, right when the party started, lost her cell phone. Oh, that's so there was right. that element yeah, to it, to too. That upside down. That could be really tough. Bottom line is the, the night ended with her just so at two in the morning. Everyone had left because I stuck around to try to find her cell phone. And it was just me standing there um, on the sidewalk. And she was passed out on the sidewalk. And Miller, you're... you're um, your cousin drove by, and he's like, is everything okay over there? You know, she was just completely passed out. And I'm like, yeah, it's as good as it's been tonight. Uh, right? Like, this is the best part of the evening. Because it was very stressful to have her. How did I was you just get very home? nervous. She, she did throw up, by the way. But I was very nervous that she would throw up on someone with all the nice... Everyone had dressed up, and it was a very nice evening. But, that's okay. But you know what? It's it was no big choice. deal. We finally got an Uber. And that's the story I really wanted to get to. And... Oh, um, no. No, no, no. It was fun. It was she this Uber driver him. was playing this. Uh, what? She slapped him. <laughs> it's she her. threw up on the Uber driver. Oh, really? Yeah. We, we finally we finally get the Uber and the Uber guy's just cranking this really hardcore. And I was pretty wasted, too. He's just oh. cranking this really, really this hip hop, which wasn't good for my psyche at that point. So I did a good thing. This is another practical living. I, I was like, how can I get this guy to change this music without insulting? And finally I go, hey. Can you? Is there any music that like old people might like? Do you have any music that you like? You feel a little guilty, like guilty pleasure that old people also like? We do that when he's like, yeah. I mean, there is this one thing I like that my friends make fun of me about, and I'm like, really? He's like, yeah, I'll play it for you. And he played the Eagles Hotel California, <laughs> and now we're singing at the top of our lungs, right? Oh, that's the greatest like, Hotel California. And it was like probably the first time he had gotten to do that since everyone's ripping on him about liking yeah. this oldie song. And then April comes out of her stupor and she starts singing out loud. And it was like a great, it was a great moment. See, it ended up being a wonderful, wonderful thing. It was yeah, great. Yeah. And she was yeah. so fun that she came. And oh, she was really fun. It seemed that people like it. I mean, tell me what you thought on the internet, uh, 12 and a half. But, you know, it was, uh, they really let us go crazy and kind of do the strangest oh, stuff. Yeah. And people seemed to really like it. So we, we had a lot of fun doing that. But it was crazy. You know, that plus... That weekend was just a crazy weekend for me. And then when I come, you know, came out on the other side of it, I felt like I had crossed a finish line. 
Because from shooting off his Christmas party to doing Ready Player One with Spielberg to the tour to do the HBO special to doing Gore Burger for eight episodes to doing another round of Slim Jim to doing uh, Critics' Choice Awards and the press for Office Christmas Party. It just felt like I'd gone through the ringer for like a year. And then I was done. And what I was telling you is I, I sort of finished <clears throat> I, when I should have been going, oh, thank goodness, like I did it. You know, I did it for America. Instead, it just sort of you return to this reality that is so surreal uh, it's tough. I mean, you know, we talked about it a little bit about, I feel like there are people that are listening right now who I just want to make it very clear that like, I'm nonpartisan. I, again, didn't really love Hillary Clinton, liked Bernie Sanders a lot. Uh, you know, don't believe that Donald Trump is a dangerous and volatile individual. Um, and that he's kind of setting up an oligarchy, which is a real bummer, but you know, it just wrecked everybody that I knew and so many people nationwide. It's just, people were really upset. A lot of people voted for people they didn't even like. And there's, I think there's, I, I just, I really like your approach, which is just to see this as an opportunity for a lot of growth. I also like you, you know, cash has been saying that if we can make it through this four years, then it really will prove kind of how sturdy the foundation that our right. founding this fathers This is a test of, you know, our, 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 um, our government supposedly, and we'll see if it works, was set up with enough checks and balances where we should be able to control any leader that we're not comfortable with. And I'm saying on either side, whoever had won this thing. Yeah. And, um, you know, when you look at Obama's first uh, few years, he had, a, uh, he had control uh, and still they were able to filibuster and stop things they didn't want to have happen. That's fine. That's how it's set up. So hopefully this is a, the ultimate... Um, well, you said every generation has this and every generation kind of test, and yeah. and you know nine eleven. Every generation has a test. You're not going to go fifty years living in a country uh, without some major tests. And they, you know, the the previous generations had World War Two. They had World War One. Yeah, for God's sake, it was civil war years then. ago. So that's um, it's we're it's high time. The problem is is that you know the person that that sort of came from within to disrupt. The United States government and the world order. We've had terrible it's events happen, very, but, yeah. but we haven't had the ultimate test. Hopefully, this isn't even it, and maybe it doesn't happen. But uh, we haven't gotten. We haven't. There's gonna. You're gonna be tested if you want to live in a place for fifty to seventy five years or whatever. You're not, you're gonna go through eras where uh, things are a little bit sketchy, and hopefully, we come out the other side better off. Yeah, Hopefully this gets have. people more active in terms of what they want our government to be and where yeah. they want to see our country go. And uh, and hopefully he's um, he's wild in the strike zone. I've told you that theory. I really, you know, yeah, pitcher, tell people that. Well, that a pitcher, really, a pitcher that's is going to make you sleep a lot better than that. <laughs> yeah, is, no, yeah. you, did, you weren't impressed with it. But, no, I'm impressed. I just like, I like grasping for straws. Well, like, a pitcher, huh? a pitcher, uh, you well, know, hey, he's wild I'm, in the strike hey, when zone. I'm drinking soda pop. I'm grasping for straws, baby. When they say someone's wild in the strike zone, uh, it just means he... You know, often will hit a batter, but usually you can throw at least three strikes per and at bat. And it makes you a pretty good pitcher sometimes. You're like, he's a little wild, but he's wild in the strike zone. It makes you a pretty good pitcher. 
but it scares the hitters to stand too close to the plate because they might get hit. Now, hopefully this man's bark is bigger than his bite, and it's going to scare other uh, leaders or whatever, and he's going to back down from some of this stuff and uh, some of the stuff that makes a lot of us uncomfortable, and hopefully uh, he'll have created a better bargaining position, and they're just scared enough that he's insane that they'll um, that they'll maybe uh, maybe we can get through this four years. That's great. I, I like that a wild lot. In the let, let's just revisit that real quick. This is called the wild in the strike zone theory. <laughs> and here's what it is. We're hoping that he is just volatile enough that great. other world leaders, all of whom have nuclear warheads, uh, and have cyber <clears throat> attack and cyber weaponry that is beyond what we anticipated, we're just hoping that they're like, you know, this guy's a little bit too kooky to really challenge. To really mess with, right? How about the guy in the bar in the bar that's like acting like he's going to kick everyone's ass and no one knows if he can or not, but people back down. Hopefully, look, all we can do is grasp, is try to be as active as we can towards the, the things we believe in. And try to have our voices be heard if we're, if we're upset about anything in this country, but also try to think positive. That's all we can do. Well, I just, I mean, I what like else staying can we active. Do? I'm not Kate, leaving. Nobody's Kate leaving. Likes, uh, can, she likes, uh, well, it'd be interesting. The Cal exit would be interesting. But Kate likes, um, you know, she likes conscious consumerism, I guess. So it's, I, the Cal, I, I can't do any, I mean, California, we're a part of this country and I'm not leaving the team. Some people don't like the manager right now. Bottom line, and the team can still win even if the manager isn't perfect. Is that is that a is that better than wild? Yeah, that makes perfect sense. And you know what happens is is if the manager is a little wild, if the manager is a little wild in strike zone, then people are going, "Why is he (laughs) pitching the ball?" And what's nice is we don't like the manager, but we've got the assistant manager, and then another assistant manager that'll sort of check and balance the. Yeah, that's about where the baseball metaphor breaks down. You can win championships with a manager that no one's really comfortable with their decision making. And, and what about a manager who's kind of tweeting late at night about how uh, terrible SNL is and and how ridiculous it is that Vanity Fair gave us? These things concern me. Uh, These things concern me. Yeah. His restaurant. <laughs> I love that the magazine's like, why don't we just give his restaurant a terrible review? He'll probably tweet at us. <laughs> the president will probably t- out reply to us. Yeah, I know. There's there's certainly things, there's reason to be concerned. I'm trying to point out the positive things to cheer you up. That's really what's happening. There. I mean, you know, I, the, as far as cheering up goes, I just, I think anybody right now who's upset, I don't think it really has to do with who won the election. I think it has a lot more to do with the fact that we had to vote for who we all had to vote for. And I think it has a lot to do with the fact that there's people that sort of feel left behind and they didn't have access to the American dream. And that's not okay. I don't agree with that. And those people are angry. And if this decision to have this guy for four years makes them feel better and feels like they're maybe that's going to be a positive eventually if if they can. Well, it's going to be interesting to see what happens when... If we all don't get killed. He's not going to do this, but, you know, it would be interesting (laughs) to see if in three years he kind of was like, hey, those jobs that I promised you guys, they're really, they're not coming back. And also... You've you've sort of allowed me to to go against climate change and well, as if I'm not so concerned that there's a ton of people listening from the twelve and a half that voted for Trump because they wanted to. Right. I think you know there may be some people, those of you that are listening, that are like, no, I you know what, I forgive, I forgive the whole grab him by the pussy stuff. Who cares about that? Um, you know, he's going to change trade or he's going to help the economy. I understand all that, and Hollywood has had this, I don't know why, I mean, I'm not a part of this, but there's a contingent of Hollywood that's 
pumping media to the center of the country that says, say yes to the dress, rich housewives of the rich people and the sweet 16 richest richies. You'd be better off if you were more rich. And so you've created sort of a dissatisfaction with people's lives that are really better than anyone else's lives in the world. And, uh, and you know, he really capitalized on that. And I, you know, I hope that he's, I don't know. I hope that everything that you're saying is right, that in four years he can't do the type of damage. But the truth is, it's just like the fact that he, it's just the fact that a guy who grabbed by the pussy and rates women one to 10 and <clears throat> thinks his daughter is hot and doesn't have any political background whatsoever. And there's just nothing about it that gives me any confidence whatsoever and it's really too bad because <coughs> this is a democracy and um you know it worked there are people that felt like they didn't have a voice and they have a voice but they their voice was deafening and they may actually change sort of the world empires i mean what if he's, he's clearly going to work okay with russia what if he was wild in the pussy zone do you feel everyone listening also be like, oh, no. He is wild in the pussy I'm going to have to cut I that. I mean, part. if you're a woman, no, don't cut it. If you're a woman around him, he, he's going wild in your pussy zone. He may grab at it. He may not. He may just rate it. I mean, you don't know what's going on. Oh, God. I should never have said such a thing. Um, you Wait, know, I don't know. I don't know. Why are you saying that? You could become the president. <laughs> Well, that's the greatest thing, too. Oh, by the way, we were talking about this. Yeah, this, this is positive. Is, now this, you can say whatever positive. the fuck you want. Exactly. We, I always thought I couldn't be president because of this podcast, because I've publicly said too much stuff that'll get me in trouble. Things like we should have wars and better, more fun places. And that, you know, when, you know, that don't. All this stuff sounds like it would ban you from. Pre- all that he's, stuff. Cash is struggling to come up with things that he said that are as bad as our president. Right. But I, I've said some terrible stuff. The sticky zipper stuff, you know, uh, you know, things of that nature. That's just um, locker room talk. Yeah. The, well, the episode where I admitted I killed a few people. That's that was bad. But. For the most well, part, Trump I, said that he he shot somebody in uh, on break, the street. That breaking he, Trisk at Hurlebutton out of prison. There's a lot of things I've done, Guantanamo. I don't know if you remember that episode, but um, the bottom line is, whatever we've done, now we're all qualified to be president. Maybe we, you know, it gives us hope, right? That's a real positive. You if can't you've grabbed you can, you him can't by the pussy you. if you've sexually assaulted somebody. If you've done any of that stuff. If you you know walk in on little girls while they're getting changed in a Miss Universe pageant, you can be the leader of the free world. I think that's a really good message to send all the women out there, all the young billionaire kids that inherited money from their parents and that were real estate moguls. You all, you can become the president one day. Yeah, yeah. You know, a kid, a kid <laughs> from Southside Chicago, Barack Obama, right? Or absolutely, or just. Just Donald, Donald Trump. <laughs> Let's move along to tiny opinions. Let's do that. Okay, I think we should fact, stop. Normal sized men, they have tiny opinions. I, I, I'm tired of children's books. I, I'm tired of the, the children's authors being calling themselves authors, like a children's author. You're an author to people that can't read. I mean, well, you're, you, you're an author like, whose a, focus is just you know, using the easiest words. I'm a painter for the blind. Like, it's not a, it <laughs> yeah. doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I think it, a, would be, it would be more like this. It's like, I'm a painter. Oh, really? What kind of, what do you use? Oh, no, I just, 
I'll paint a red circle and then a blue circle, and then I teach the kids which one's red and which one's blue. I mean, they give these people awards: the Newberry Award, the Caldecott Award. Like, what you get? You're getting awards. The people, you, you, they can't read, or they're learning how to through you. You're like. Uh, Sarah looked for the ball. And we the talked, ball was in the yard. And Sarah <laughs> took the ball back into the house, and they're like, Newberry Award. <laughs> and we talked about this. We actually, someone did an interview with both of us after the uh, LA Podfest, but I wanted to mention this one more time. I don't know if you remember or not, but I was reading my son uh, the Clifford book, right? And, you know, sure, yeah. Uh, the, and, and the author at the end uh, yeah, said, and, and I'm, I'm not going to quote what he said, but he basically said, you know, that. Uh, it, Mr. Bridwell, I guess he wrote the Clifford books, um, that, you know, people really, uh, Clifford's success, you know, the, the book's success is not based on his being perfect. Clifford always tries to do the right thing, but he does make mistakes. That's the real hook to the Clifford books. Now, that's, you really, you're really flattering yourself, Mr. Bridwell. Clifford is a big red dog. If you will, Mr. Burwell. Uh, Clifford is a big red dog. That is the hook. Like if Clifford, you know, no one would read Clifford. It was like, you know that well-meaning that's Fred dog Bassett. that makes mistakes? Nobody wants to read that. You know that well-meaning dog that makes mistakes? Uh, right. Fred, Fred Bassett's the one that's like, excuse me, are you going for a walk now? And then they leave and he's like, bother. <laughs> that's Fred Bassett. You're right. Clifford is just a big, yeah. he's a dog that's bigger than all the humans. You know that well-meaning dog that's lovable that's flawed that makes us all feel human that's the you know no that's not why we're reading it we're reading it because he's big and he's red what's the other it's not fred bassett but what's the other <laughs> one that doesn't make any sense the other dog one where it's you know they've just got they've got a what is it now marmaduke it might be marmaduke that he marmaduke's like is he reading the paper again and then like his master's reading the paper and he's like that's what I thought, and then, <laughs> and then the, the wife's like, the wife, and then the wife's like, okay, dinner's ready, and then, <laughs> and then Marmaduke is like, finally, and that's it. Those are always Fred Bassett. Also, it's like it's like people laugh because just the idea of a dog thinking is yeah. funny. Yeah. So that's what it is with Fred Bassett. It's like Fred, do you want to go outside? And Fred's like, what do you think? And he's just yeah. thinking that, and then he goes out there and he's playing with the ball, and then she says, uh, "All right, honey, come back in." To her husband, her husband goes, "Be right in." And then Fred's like, "Always a bridesmaid, never a bride." <laughs> Something like that. It's just, it's just insanity. And well, people are like, "I used a, he used a human idiom." Well, wasn't wasn't Seinfeld? It was one of the one of the comedians that said that. I after a while, I got used to knowing that if I have an animal talk in a joke. That joke will work, and I just stopped doing it. It's like cheating. Who was it that said that? I think it was Seinfeld that said that uh, at one point. I mean, you're going to get a laugh if you have an animal talk, and I guess that's that's what you're saying, right? Oh, I I for sure thought that you were that was a joke. Like you were headed to no, you were going to say. I mean, who said that? Was it it, it? it was Fred Bassett. Fred Bassett <laughs> said that if you have an animal that talks. <laughs> um, I believe that, but why? That's so weird that Seinfeld would say like that's cheating. It's funny yeah. that that's, hey, you're doing animal voices? That's cheating, buddy. You know the rules. Get out of here. We want you out of the club. Yeah. Coming in here being like, you ever look at a squirrel? And he's like, look at my hands. I'm washing my hands. Look at my hands. <laughs> he might not have said cheating. He might have said it was too easy. Maybe he said that. I don't remember. But still. still oh, I'm glad he clarified. It's good that we clarify. I mean, I'm not a kind of guy that would like have 
Look, like here's cheating. If you were to do a bit where Yoda was doing an orgasm, well, what would that that's even cheating. sound like? <laughs> <laughs> that's considered um, cheating in comedy. Um. So I, one other thing, though, one other tiny opinion. The people that use the phrase, I can get used to this, I think they throw that around too much. <laughs> They're often having like a $17 beer at like a hotel or a hotel bar or something. It's like, well, you get used to that. You're really, you, your standards are pretty pretty low. You, you, maybe you should get used to it. You know, it's... it's You're saying somebody right. goes, somebody orders a beer at a bar and goes, mm. I could get used to this. I think people this. are throwing that around a lot. I can get used to this. Those same people, those, you know what I mean? Have you heard people say that? And it's always something very simple. Like, why don't you get used to well, it? Well, it is. It, you could find, you know. But it's also weird. You can to find get, peanut butter cups wherever you go. They're, or you, you're, they're on, you know, not even on the beach, but you, they just go out by the pool, by a motel, and they kick back, open up a cold one. And just kind of like, yeah, I could get used to this. Yeah. And it's like, used to what? Living in a motel? <laughs> you want to live and it always hang has out to do in with, the pool? It generally has to do with beer, right? It's generally I, opening I a love, beer. I love, I could, I could get used to this. All right. Maybe you should. There's go beer everywhere yeah. you, everywhere you go, you could buy get one. Get used to it. You're I could get used to this. Why don't okay. You? Get used to it. And by the way, too, it seems like you are used to it. You know, based, you know, people, based on the empties people, next to you, based on the empties behind your trailer, it seems like you're very people, used to it. That's in fact all you do. People don't say, uh, get used to it enough. My father used to say that to me all the time. Like, but this is in fairies. Get used to it. There's more of that. I, and I, as a child, I now wish I could have gone back and had him be like, hey, you don't think it's fair? Get used to it. I'm like, I can get used to this. <laughs> <laughs> I can get used to this. Now here's Jeff. another one. These very grandiose people. They often say, uh, uh, "I mean, that makes me a bad guy. I don't, I don't you know, I, I don't want to be, be good. Yeah, I don't want to be good. I don't. Know, be that good. makes me bad. If I get, I like giving girls flowers, and if that makes me a bad guy, I don't. I don't, don't want to be a good guy. Like, it's like I don't what do think you, ever I like cleaning up after people. You know, cleaning yeah. up trash on the beach. That makes me a bad guy. These are all. <laughs> these are all things that no one. No one do. does this. Yeah. You know what? I like to go to Old Samaritan's home, sit down with somebody, talk with them about their life, ask them stories from the past. Yeah, if that makes me a bad guy, then I don't want to be a bad guy. I'm a patriot. If that makes if that's wrong, I don't want to be right. Yeah. If that's wrong. So you're saying people don't even say these things. I just no, made no, them up I could get used to that. They say I'm saying they, they do should say use yeah. uh get used to it more. Okay. Get used to it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You think this is the 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 toppling of the American Empire? Hey, Get used to it. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I digress, which has happened before. My son, I'm very distracted. My, my son is, uh, he's making a leprechaun catcher, like at the house, like a, a big box, and he's made like these. Ryan, call the police. <laughs> Sorry, continue. He, he seriously wants to catch call a leprechaun. And I've just been like, we're. Where are we going to put a leprechaun? Like, and what are we going to feed it? Like, what are we going to feed it? Like, really? Well, what did he say he's going to feed it with? He says he's going to feed it eggs. Like, just <laughs> eggs. And I'm like, well, it's not going to stay. We're going to have to. And I'm like, and it's a big giant box. I'm like, how many? I, I'm, I'm not making this up. He honestly. I folks, believe you. Folks, you can't make this shit up at home. <laughs> you know, um, I just, it's a giant box. And I'm like, how many? What if you caught three or four leprechauns? We can't afford to. Feed and have just be so many eggs. It's all the leprechauns. It's twenty four, thirty four eggs. Yeah, and what he say? He's not concerned at all. He just wants to catch more. You know, I think the good news is you don't have to be so concerned because there aren't leprechauns. I I feel like 
you're uh, you're such a pessimist. I feel like you're. <laughs> I do. I am a pretty cynical when it comes to leprechauns. That's yeah. something people have all said. Look at this. Wow. See, that's it. Yeah. When? Ten leprechauns. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So you know, it's, you really it's do big... enjoy asking logical questions to your children. <laughs> That's one of your favorite things. Is they'll be like, "Daddy, we're gonna, yeah, we're gonna build a robot bicycle," and you're like, "But where are we gonna get all the spare parts? And what's gonna be the energy source?" Yeah, we're gonna use the sun. All right, we so are we building a robot with yeah. the. Uh, I told you that with the strips of metal we find. Do you have any uh, any any of the robot? Any pictures or video of the robot yet? No, we haven't built it yet, but uh, it's pretty exciting stuff. You're just yeah. you're but you're gathering metal, scrap metal. Do you guys want to do a section we like to call Tweedalize? Anybody? Yeah. It's just a working title. Until they think of a better name for it. This is Tweedalize. Some people like to call it How Tweet It Is To Be Loved By You. I really missed this. I really missed you guys. I missed the falsetto. It's really coming down. Sweet tweets are made of the hills. It's starting to hail. Tweet with me. Like lovers do. <laughs> like lovers tweet, shouldn't it be? I tweet, <laughs> hold it on. Um, it's, you know, everyone's got their own version of what's, uh, turn the tweet around. This is, I just want all the people that love the falsetto right now, yeah. I hope you're just loving this. Um, ooh, ah, 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 ooh. I'm going to look at some of yours. He's going to bring some up. I don't have my phone. So I'm going to take this opportunity okay. to say, reach out to me on the internet, on on Twitter, all over the internet. But reach out to me on Twitter and let's talk about all sorts of things. Um, you know, we're going to do some maskers, but you guys can always talk to us. The 12 and a half for us, you're the most important people. You know, of all the audiences that we perform for, I think that you're the most important and uh, these, this is a weird, strange, surreal it's a weird time. time for everybody. Yeah, it, whether even if you were feeling good, you know, it's it's a it's a it's a nerve wracking time. You know, yeah. anytime, anytime uncertain things are happening, where things are getting switched over, everybody gets a little bit tense. So yeah, I, I think it's think important. Cash over has great uh, perspective on it, and it's good good to be positive about it. Uh, and if you ever sort of feel like oh, this is the apocalypse, just know that you know it very well could be. It could be, but our jobs individually are to try the best we can to to prevent that by getting involved, you know? I'm getting involved with the stuff I care about, uh, say, the Leprechaun Society. Yeah, you've been doing that. You're, um, doing, you're setting up Leprechaun traps to try and get I've become a lot more um, involved, a lot of more environmental stuff I'm interested in. Since I live near the ocean, I'd prefer that the ocean not be destroyed, things of that nature. But whatever you care about most about... I've been about, giving out mango leases to uh, just strangers. Mangoes? Yeah, man- mangoes. No, mango leases. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the Indian sort of the yogurt drink. But whatever, this is a great time. Whatever your uh, your passion is, maybe get involved a little bit because, uh, you know, we can move mountains together, right? Yeah. Or you, and you tweeted foothills to the side. You tweeted, uh, do fish have butts? And uh, Well, my, also, K8 recently discovered that uh, <laughs> ducks go fishing butt up. 132 people. In the air. 132 you know people retweeted that. They were like, "We need to know the answer to this." <laughs> yeah, we do. <laughs> Let's figure out fish have butts. I mean, you can move mountains. Look, just alone, you. But can I move love, I, I love that Kate did say. She said, "You know, ducks go. They go fishing with their butts in the air." 
And it's true. She showed me footage. Do they have butts, though? Duck butts? Yeah, ducks have butts. Oh, I know ducks have butts. Oh, yeah. I know ducks have butts. No, I, oh, I've been <laughs> I found that, that out the hard way. Butt, yeah. But you think fish have them, too? I mean... No, I don't think so. I think they have tails. But okay. something comes out of this butt. That something know? has to... They have to go somehow, right? There's got to be some sort of butt somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. It's a tough one. It is. It is a tough one to it's try to get to the bottom of. It's one of those ones that really, really, it plagues me. Let's get, Let's do a massacre. Let's do a let's few do more a few maskers. maskers. Because, because we, we really haven't... We've been away for so long and we can't wait. Like 85% of superheroes, this is Maskers. Cash and I were so happy because of this uh, these holiday episodes, but... We, you know, our schedules change immensely in the new year, so we're going to be doing more regular. Pods, I sure hope so. Man. Yeah, that'd Hot, be great. Tasty buttery pods. Buttery pods. You know what? We could use your help if we, we we're going to try as many more next year than this year. How about that? That's, yeah, of course. Um, because it's been it's been crazy this year uh, scheduling wise. Now I don't know if that's going to slow it down for time. you. No, but, it will. Yeah, but um, it is. I finally kind of crossed cross this uh, crossed. That's when you cross something while crushing it. Hello, Dad. Why don't you come in the back way? <laughs> Make sure to close the screen door. Uh, you know, I I think I, I crossed this finish line. I've, I've hit the tipping point where now I have sort of more control over my schedule. Okay, that's yeah. a hard thing to get to in Hollywood, but I think uh, I've just rounded the corner just in time. Well, that's good because I, I miss hanging out with you, man. It's fun to be here in the uh, uh, in the AMC Pacer Storm Chaser, and uh, I'm loving it. The and, and by the way, if you want to support the show in any way, um, go to the Patreon. We have a Patreon page now. Go to the Patreon, and uh, page. you can like be our patrons. You know, like like you know, the artists used to have patrons back in the day. Yeah, back in uh, the dizzy. Back back in the dizzy day. And uh and so you could like pledge, you know, three dollars a month or you know, maybe a hundred dollars a month, whatever you know is comfortable with your budget. Maybe a thousand dollars every week, whatever. And um that way we could just make enough to make sure Ryan doesn't have to live you know, in the AMC. Seventy five hundred dollars yeah. every week and a half. Yeah, whatever just... works for you. And by doing that you have our pledge. We will try to do as many more as we can next year. We'll yeah, do we'll best. do as many as we can. Yeah, but for we're us, doing it's our about best. The pods for you guys, and it's just been obviously it's been a crazy, crazy busy. But I'm excited. 2017 is sort of a it's new. It's going to be big. It's going to be big. We've got a lot of. I mean, I have. Look at all these maskers. We're going to start off with uh, uh, Sean Comets, one of our favorites. Worst yeah. fundraisers for bulimia: bake sale or eating contest? Ooh, eating contest. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Bake sale or eating contest. That's pretty raw. Could, might get a little messy. Not ideal. <laughs> That's what the MC would be saying. He'd be like, time now for the bulimia eating contest. Could get a little messy. Coming right up. I can get used to this. <laughs> if that's wrong, I don't want to be right. Right after Donkey and the Jeff. <laughs> DJ Radish at Dr. Leviathan Gamps writes... If <laughs> wait what, Doctor Leviathan G A M Z Gamps Gams. Okay, this guy writes good ones, so we're not going to make fun of Doctor Leviathan. If a sex addict becomes a prostitute, can they be considered a workaholic? They can, or they can start doing tax deductions, grabbing some pussies. Anyway, next to no what? Grab those pussies, guys. <laughs> hey, fellas, grab those pussies. <laughs> God, that is real. We can just tell I know. People. 
Hey, guys. Hey. Hey. Have you ever think, should I grab my pussy or not? Just ask your president. Yeah. <laughs> it's the new reality. Calvin Cruz at Happy, Happy Avocado writes, uh, Mimes, clowns for the black tie event? Nope. No? No. No, I don't think so either. We're not going to make fun of mimes on this show. What happened here? <laughs> I'm marking these off. These are very serious. I take this show very seriously. I take these It's all going to be a coffee table book one day. It should be. The best. Someone should make... Devlin, are you out there? Devlin. Devlin, Farmarians out there? There's Farmarians. Someone wrote me a note, wanted Devlin's magazine to give to her husband, her mom as a Christmas present. So Devlin sold his magazine. Devlin. Yeah. And sold his soul in the process. <laughs> to the devil. Tim now for Donkey and the Jeff. <laughs> yeah, that's right, Donkey. <laughs> He's trying to get a word in, but yeah. he doesn't want to yeah. interrupt him. Uh, Greg Zilla writes, uh, Mr. Pibb, about time to get that PhD. I love that. Dr. Pibb. Yeah. Dr. Pibb. Dr. Philosophy Pibb. I don't know. Mr. Pibb. It's more. He's more. Dr. Pepper, MD. <laughs> I like that. Mr. Pibb, PHW. I like that. Yeah. PHW. What if it's. Yeah. Mr. Pibb, or at least his undergraduate. What about Madam Pibb? When do we get to meet her? Mr. Pib, Madam Pib, <laughs> Madam Pib, I'd like to see you in the drawing room. But Mr. Pepper, I'm married to Mr. Pib. Please, it's Doctor Pepper. Yeah, Madam Pib, meet me in the other room. They're in the foyer. Oh, Doctor Pepper, please, tell my husband can walk at any moment. Madam Pib, listen to me. Why is he in an English accent now? <laughs> I just love Madam Pib. You trust you trust me, you you're the most beautiful soda can I've ever seen in my life. Your figure is like a tuna can but taller. Oh, Madam Pib. Please, Pib, kiss me. Kiss me, Pib. <laughs> Doctor Pepper, stop it. You're being too spicy. <laughs> uh <laughs> Okay. It's just what you're waiting. I guess there another. <laughs> Madam Pib, keep your hands to yourself. See? And the stethoscope from Dr. Pepper. Don't put that there. <laughs> you know what I mean? The whole thing, right? Stethoscope. Come on. Michael Wayne Harris writes uh, correct plural of Orange Julius. Orange Juliuses? Orange Julii? Or oranges, Julius. I thought this would be a good one for you. Oranges, Julius, I really like, but I like orange, Julii. Right? Orange, Julia. I like orange, Julia the best. Sean Comrance writes, corduroys, corduroys, ribbed for your pleasure? Like, why are we wearing... Rib, hey, rib for her pleasure. <laughs> did you just go to look and see if he had corduroys? Yeah, I did. <laughs> He's, he's, he was about to lay into corduroys. He looks over at Ryan. He gives him once every second. All right. But yeah, uh, corduroys. Rib for whoever's pleasure is sitting on your lap. Mm. Mm. Rib for their pleasure. Corduroys. Rib for their pleasure. Yeah. Who? The people that like the swishing sound when you walk? <laughs> it's like, give it a rest, corduroys. Let the wind do its job, right? 
Well, he also wrote wiener racing stripes or rumble strips for your chubby thighs. Say it again. I don't know. What, I don't know. He wrote wiener, wiener racing stripes or rumble strips for your chubby fi- thighs. For your chubby thighs? I, chubby thighs. It's hard. It's hard to say. Let me see it. He wrote that. Look at this. Wiener, okay, corduroys, rib for your pleasure. Wiener racing stripes or rumble strips for your chubby thighs. I think rib for your pleasure, for their pleasure. Wiener racing stripes. I don't, I've never looked at corduroys and been like, look at those stripes going down that guy's dick. And rumble strips for your chubby thighs just isn't a sentence that should be. I just don't think that that should be a thing. Well, he's a good one, but, you know, I just think he went off the rails there a little bit. Hey, you know what? I could get used to that. (laughs) You think think that's off the rails? We'll get used to it. You know what? If that's wrong, I don't want to be right. You know what? If writing chubby thighs and dick whistlers. 22 past the hour, it's 38 uh, before the next one. (laughs) (laughs) Trying to do the math here on the top of my head. On the top of my head. On the top of my head. Uh, the chubby, chubby you're going to like these. It's, before we go, these are good. A Thane Jung Award writes, Supremely Horny Crustaceans, Wanton Shrimp. I love it. Yes, I thought you'd like I that. I like that. Wanton, wanton Crab, yeah. That's a good one. That's great. I don't know who wrote this one. I feel terrible, but somehow it, it left my computer. Uh, after an alien abduction, you find they have inserted a third ball after probing. Extra terrestrials? I like it, but who is probing and adding balls? It's weird. They're like, let's put anal probes in here. But in the meantime, throw another ball on that bad boy. I just don't know why they travel so far. They travel so far. The first thing they seem to want to do is anally probe us. Well, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. what. Is it sort of something that we wish for deep down? Is that why people always think they... Were anally probed. The percentage of people that think they were anally probed by I, an alien I, I think, is I think, very high. I think some, very high. Yeah, I think some people. And that's one place where people don't often say, "I can get used to this." Yeah, you do not say. <laughs> we well, yeah. being anally probed. Can you, you, know, imagine, can you imagine a human by an alien? <laughs> yeah. I get used to can this. You imagine, as long as you have a beer, you know. I, you, think, <laughs> I think. I think for sure. The beer or the anally probing? Both. I, I get used to this. I, I, I think that's the one thing. Here's practical living in the modern age. If you are abducted by an alien and they're probing your alien, just turn back to him and say, yeah, I can get used to this. <laughs> they're just going to let you off the ship right away. <laughs> hey, we got a storm. With the storm, I, let's go get that storm. Let's go get in. Let's go grab go that get storm. In. Let's get into it. Let's get... Whoop. Riders on the storm. Donkey and the Jeff. Rick Stevens and the cat. Okay, here we go. It's taking us. It's into the vortex. Let's go. Well, no, we're getting whipped into the, the storm. We're getting whipped into the storm. Once more onto the bridge, dear we're friends. Into the storm. Now leaving Nerdist.com.